You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, fantastic to be here. Uh, back again for another episode. Back again for doing another Marvel movie. One that we were shocked to discover didn't uh, bomb, despite the fact that it came out at a, maybe the worst time for during, movies. During the end times? During the end times. Still did really, really well. Pretty cool. Um, I, I had to lead on you since I watched this one pre-mini episode. I don't know if that was clear in the mini episode, but mm-hmm. I came in with advanced knowledge, my friend. Advanced. It's so advanced. Um, you're basically from the future. Basically, it's what I uh, it's what I advertise for this show. Uh, this that was our tagline originally. <laughs> if you are uh, missed the mini episode, or you're just letting this next episode autoplay, and you haven't yet looked down at your phone, I'll help you out. Uh, we're covering Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ch- the Ten Rings, um, and a- a- as a preamble for this episode. Um, incredible apologies to the Asian American community uh, for the future butchering of every name in this film. Oh yeah, yeah. Get ready sorry. for Midwestern white people trying to say Chinese words. <laughs> and we're we're gonna nail it. I, I I did my best to try and review them before the episode. I'm not kidding, but I know me. <laughs> I, I actually put a note down. In, I have a note, and I said. Boy, I dread having to refer to his sister by her name because there's no way I'm going to say this right. It's just a note in the things because I was like, oh, man, I don't know why I can never pronounce Asian names that begin with X right. Yeah, I, I wonder if there's a word. And please let me know if there's a word for that, like that, the type of um, that, 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 that consonant sound. Um, I was curious because I know there's like words for that, like German and stuff when you have weird consonant sounds that are unique to German speaking. Um, but yeah, it does always, it does always fuck me up. Yeah, as soon as I saw her, because I had, I always have subtitles on when I watch movies anymore, because I guess I'm old, but I had them on, and her name came up, and I was, my first thought was just, oh man, there's no way I'm going to say this right when we do the podcast. (laughs) And I just watched this a couple of hours ago. Uh... This was a really interesting one. Uh, something that I, I wanted to point out right away that that I, I think is a very good compliment to the movie and compliment to whoever cut the trailer is that the trailer, or at least the one I remember seeing for this movie, does not contain a lot of the second and third act, which I think is very good a choice in trailer development. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the trailer is, I think, it's my recollection, mostly bus fight scaffolding fight uh and some flashes of him in like his his suit you know what i mean yeah um, yeah i i did not know the end of this film based on season right films, which, which <laughs> yeah. was nice for once i wasn't trip, like well i see where this is going the trip to Talo is insane like it, it when they talk about oh we're doing a thor movie you're like yeah you're gonna go to asgard like, you know you, you you anticipate it they don't have to hide it it's it's interesting that they go to Talo here which is essentially like as as at least as, as opposed in the comics as essentially like a um, like a Taoist, like Asgard, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. it's it's sort of like a realm of a special realm. I don't really know. And the same thing with Asgard in the Marvel universe. If it's a place you can end up by being like a powerful warrior, isn't that isn't that the concept behind Asgard? Like no, you know, you not even remotely. What, what am I thinking of? Uh, uh, I think you're thinking of Valhalla, which is Norse. Yes, I am. Where when yeah, you die, you can go there. Yeah, never mind. Forget about it. Uh, but I've forgotten yeah, it. Tello is like a conceptually. I don't know if it has any actual background in in Chinese myth, but it is like introduced in like the eighties, I think, into comics proper. Not a super common place to see. Uh, I certainly didn't see it coming. <laughs> I, I assume it's you know sort of Marvel's version of kind of like Shangri La was my yeah. guess. You know, like a more Asian uh, or like Chinese specific. Because I don't actually know where Shangri La is supposed to be. I will say, I just, I do enjoy the feeling that you're, you know, an hour into a, a movie, it's like two two hours and change, and you're like, I think I've seen everything in the trailer. Like, I have no clue what proceed, what's, you know, what's following, uh, which I think is a good vibe for to bring to any one of these movies. Yeah. Even I mean, if it's it, a disappointment. It was interesting, because, like, normally in Marvel movies, they always show, like, the last, like, five. Yeah. Like, you know, so you're just like, when it happens, you're like, yeah, I saw this in the trailer. 
so I'm, I'm actually i'm actually watching the trailer with the sound off right now because i was like do they ever actually show the like because when the dragon showed up i was like oh shit there's a dragon they actually put it in the movie i thought it was like a metaphorical dragon right <laughs> yeah it's like uh, sort of nebulous like how magic and everything works or like you know these the, powers and stuff so. a problem i have not because not doesn't doesn't suspend my in, my joy because I'll, I'll just say it right up front i i really no, like I was watching wrong. they movie. do show the dragon i did not watch this trailer closely <laughs> yeah I, I probably missed it too but um uh i i i enjoyed this this film and i enjoyed probably it the most for the fact that i didn't know what was going to happen like like you know every 10 minutes uh, there was something very interesting happening that i didn't expect like of, of all the criticisms this movie could could be le- levied could, that could be levied against it um being cookie cutter wouldn't be one of them <laughs> you know yeah yeah it was definitely sort of a an odd or a, like a unique film all you yeah know, in general i i i hope that this is like the direction mcu is going for with their movies not not in any kind of specifics but just that they're willing to like not because i think they learned the lesson with age of ultron where it's like if we just recreate the adventures they won't like it as much um the thing that i kind of liked about this too was like one of the problems with a lot of like the more recent marvel movies especially the sequels is it feels weird anytime you watch one of them and they're just like why didn't he just call iron man you know what i mean like like in in (laughs) Winter Soldier, yeah. you're just like, why didn't he just call the Avengers? He knows them. Tony Stark's, like, not gone. Like, I get you can't find the Hulk or something, but, like, Tony Stark's just around. You know, so it's, like, sort of weird when you watch some of those movies. You'd be like, well, why didn't you guys just call, you know? But it, it was nice to sort of have, like, a self-contained character. Even though, like, the after credit scene tried to, like, shoehorn a bunch of shit in. Uh, I liked that, that it was just, like, a lone character, you know? Like, just sort of a, a self-contained movie. Yeah, and, and you, you didn't have to be like, well, this is dumb. Why aren't the Avengers showing up? Or yeah, when the when the threat is 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 taking place exclusively in <laughs> a distant realm, unknown to like most of the Marvel, if all of the Marvel characters outside of like as like probably Wong and like Doctor Strange, um, yeah, it it, it it really puts it solely in his hands, in, in, in Shang Chi's hands. So uh, I thought that was the right course of action. Um, and I also appreciate that this one started up, um, in full, like, like Chinese mythology, like fake Chinese mythology, I guess, it's, I guess it's history in this case of, yes. uh, th- of the Mandarin, um, and, and in, in language, uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. At first, because I'm so used to being in America and watching films <laughs> when it started, I was like, did I turn on Mandarin as the language? Cause I like just bought a disney plus subscription and then watch mm. this movie and i was like did i somehow like in the setup pick that i was from another country do i have like a vpn on i don't remember because i was like why is it in mandarin or i assume it's mandarin <laughs> uh and i was like that's sort of weird and i was like oh right because the characters are chinese the opening and i was like that's kind of cool yeah and what this sets up and what they they deliver in the third act is is something i enjoyed about black panther which was what they did with wakanda where they take real life inspiration from like tribes and nations and art and language and then they turn it into like a sci-fi version of that um that that's totally nonsense and fun and that's kind of what you got out of like the origin of this he's the villain the dad and like the um and then when we go to Tao Lo, which is like taking chinese like you know illustrations of like the lions and like their stories behind them and then putting them into into a world into fantasy because typically fantasy is like western based it's like most classic fantasy looks like you're in ireland or like in in wales uh and everyone is is white even if they have like pointy ears um so so building fantasy out of different cultures is always a new thing to, to get excited about yeah there was some neat stuff you know they had some cool like when they would go to tallow and they're like driving past all the like animals that are like sitting out like (laughs) jurassic park just like and later when the bad guys show up they're in the same place i'm like do these animals just wait in case somebody drives by like (laughs) just like a zoo it's one of those drive drive through zoos yeah 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 yeah. it's like disney world safari uh and you know that was kind of neat and there was some stuff i was 
I'll be honest, I was a little disappointed in Taolo. I thought they could have done something like a lot cooler, and I thought like the end fight scene was going to be way cooler than it was. I was expecting like as a fan of like old kung fu movies, yeah. Like, when I saw all the guys show up and they had like sort of like a Shaolin monkey vibe, I was like, "Oh man, this is going to be amazing." They're going to and then it was just like sort of blah combat between them. And it was kind of a letdown for me cuz like a film like this the because of the subject matter because I mean, let's face I mean, Shang Chi's original comic was called Master of Kung Fu. So, you know, you just, ex- like, I was expecting, and, and his fight scenes are all pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. But I thought the whole end fight scene, like, from top to am was sort of disappointing. I am with you on that. The, the the third act, especially the climax with the dragon and the, the, the sort of unnamed villain and um, yeah. and and the dad, is, is, is just kind of like, I don't know, like, the tension brewing between Shang-Chi and his dad is so interesting and of course um god what is his name uh uh uh, tony tony myung uh the guy who plays the dad is is fucking great and uh uh i'm really interested in like the like the build to some sort of like it's either kill your dad (laughs) or he like destroys the universe because he's desperate and crazy I was very into that. And we get that, but, like, it's mashed into this sort of, like, Transformers... I, I refer to, like, the Transformers movie, you know, where it's just this big, fucking, loud, giant, like, crashing CGI um, yeah. battle. And I, I just... It didn't... Well, I felt like, I got robbed a little bit between, like, that a really cool, grounded, like, brutal fight with his dad that had, like, a lot of tension to it. Instead, it's just sort of this, yeah. like... We're fighting in this, like, vague CGI wasteland while vague CGI creatures sort of swirl around above us. It, it's not the worst, but I was just hoping for something more specific. Uh, the, the thing that I, I felt sort of disappointed by was, like like you said, the, the storyline with his dad I found really interesting. And, you know, they, they sort of just, like, I don't know, the stuff where he thinks he can hear his wife was sort of just, like, kind of, like, thrown in, like, yeah, 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 that's the explanation. And I was just like, when the monster came out, I was like, oh, this this is going to be like, this is just sort of a dumb ending. Because, like, you knew he was just going to kill it. So it was like, well, this is really dumb. You know what I mean? Like, the idea that there's, like, this ultimate evil power, and if it escapes, it's, you know, the end of the world. But then it's just like, oh, some guy who just got some rings kills it almost immediately. You're just, you know what I mean? It always sort of cheapens. I mean, I think the, I think the dragon did a lot of the work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the dragon does some of the work, but in the end, Shang Chi is what actually kills it. He he blows it up with the ten rings. Uh, but what's sort of disappointing to me in those film, like in that sort of stuff, though, is just like I've never understood when stuff does that, where they're like, for a thousand years or two thousand years, these people have been watching this thing to make sure nobody opens it, and then it gets opened. And it's, like, immediately resolved. And you're just like, wow, they should have just opened it on their own and killed the thing. Instead of trying to protect it. Because it turned out to be not that big a threat. And that's always just sort of a bummer to me. Because I'm like, well, what's the point of, like, trying to build up this massive evil when I know you're going to kill it in less than five minutes? I mean, I guess technically in this case they had to assemble the whole village and Shang-Chi and a bunch of mercenaries and the dragon had to show up. So I guess it took a lot. Technically, the village actually does nothing to help him fight the big monster. They actually are so incompetent, they really let him get away. You know, in a yeah, lot of they ways, actually... If they, they weren't actually, there, no souls, he wouldn't have been able to escape. Yeah, it seemed like they were just trying to stop those like, little creatures from, from gathering up enough souls to get, like, I, yeah. I guess, spawn the big the big boss. Yeah, it's it's true. Yeah, I was hoping for a little more of, like, um, yeah, a, a, a cooperation, uh, uh, a little more grounded of a fight. Yeah, I just it, it just became like a big mashed up, um, a very anime kind of ending. You know what I mean? Um, I wasn't like against it, I suppose, while watching it. But... Yeah, I mean, and it was fine. I just was sort of let down because like the opening, some of the opening fight scenes are like really cool and very interesting and, and fun and like you know there's like some real albeit extremely cgi jackie chan moments like when they're fighting on the scaffolding um that stuff oh yeah i was saying this a little bit offline and we, we should we can probably talk a lot more about the beginning where the fight scenes are yeah are, are really well choreographed i i watched some behind the scenes footage even on just some, on like the bus fight it's it's kind of out of control like how much um how much 
work went into it. Like, like it's it's like seventy percent practical. A lot of the stuff that you're seeing, like there is a guy with like a, like a, a prop blade hand, you know, <laughs> in, in, in real life, who was swinging it around and like they're cartwheeling through like this prop bus um, and mapping it diligently so they could animate the people in the background uh, in the exact position they were in in the real shots and i mean it takes a lot of coordination to make that all happen and look as good as it did it's it's pretty well, insane i will say this there is not a moment in this movie where something is cgi'd where you cannot tell it's cgi there's it there's was, it was the least convincing cgi i've seen in a movie in a long time. I was surprised on a second rewatch how much I noticed that. Because then the first rewatch, I, uh, the first watching, I didn't really notice that. But, but when watching it, just kind of skimming through it for notes for this episode. Um, yeah, specifically in the very beginning when they show um, when they show the dad heading to the forest. Like the CGI in the forest looked like a, like a cartoon. And yeah, I was I, I mean, sort of shocked. The CGI, the CGI <laughs> I, I when he like, me goes out. in to do the first fight. I, you know, obviously I knew they couldn't do a live-action version of a guy with magic rings. But, like, the people are so clearly not real. Like, it's like they're not rendered. Like, you can tell that they're that they're entirely fake. They're not even like they took composite shots and, like, joined them together. You can just tell people are straight-up fake. The background is fake. And I, that was the thing that struck with me in this movie. It's like, a lot of times it's very clear nothing was real. They didn't build shit for this movie. Like, so much of this movie is just green screens, which is, like, the way movies are going, and I get that, but it looks, it's really, really noticeable. Like, in all the Avengers movies, pretty much everything's a green screen, except for, like, whatever they're currently standing yeah, on. Yeah, most, most of the green screens, like, yeah, a couple piles of rubble are real, and, yeah, they're, and yeah. then they're standing on them, and then there's like, just a green screen surrounding them, yeah. In the scene in the first Avengers movie where they're on the bridge nothing is real but like the 25 the 20 feet around them yeah yeah fake bridge front and part of a bus and the rest of it is cgi but it looks it looks good you know it looks passable i was just surprised and i'm not saying like i was like oh this is terrible i could do so much but i was just really surprised how often i was like oh boy this looks i caught some really cgi'd some plasticky looking stuff here and there yeah i would say it felt very blatant for the two for the majority that that's a little harsh that's a little bad. harsh. Not that bad, but like <laughs> Hold in, those on. Moments, in those moments where they like jump. And it's like not Spawn though. You remember Spawn? Extra? Yeah. <laughs> but it was sort of that thing where like when they stopped being real, it was really, really noticeable. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, a lot of the bus fight doesn't feel super real and I can't, there isn't like a specific moment I can put my finger on. There's some interesting stuff they had to do where they had to like take the windows out of like the bus set so they could film uh, yeah, inside it, of it and, and then I mean, re-add like, the windows in, in in post in digital like which is just insane and, and that kind of i think that kind of layered cgi is eventually just going to show you know you can't get around yeah it. i like like in that scene in the bus scene what looks fake is the bus looks fake the entire time <laughs> yeah which is and that's what's sort of weird like i get when you cgi people they never look right because we just can't capture perfectly what makes people look natural you know the uncanny valley isn't to the point where you really can't tell when somebody's cgi you can always like you're always like something seems off so you know i'm used to that although this seemed a little more aggressive than normal what i was surprised at though was like a lot of times the backgrounds i was like well that's just really not well done cgi like when the the at one point when they were in that car and they were driving to the thing and they were driving through water they cgi'd the car like Instead of just, like, I'm not saying, like, they took the car and put it into a fake environment. They CGI'd everything, which was really weird. Because, like, you always want to have one real... Or if that was the real car, they filmed it really bizarre because it does not look real. It looks like it's plastic instead of, like, a metal car. It's very weird. And I know I'm harping on this maybe a little too much, but I was just sort of surprised in a film this recent. I don't think I had as much of a criticism as you did. I would say, like, again, I had a note or two where I was like, oh, wow, yeah, it looks a little, like, looks a little plasticky back there in the background every now and then. I I picked up on that a little bit, but I wouldn't say it took me out most of the time. No, it's, no, no. It's I was just never the liked. third act, the big final fight scene where I'm almost having a hard time, like, placing what's, like, the ground and what's real. It's just kind of, like, 
overlapping yeah. effects uh, of a monster and a dragon and like rubbery looking people and yeah. And that was that, one that of was the things, part that stuck out to me. The thing that also stuck out to me is like the dragon does not look good. It, really? it looks to me. I mean, it, let me rephrase it. It's a great design and it's well executed, but it does not look real at all. Like they did. There's no like you know like think about like Jurassic Park. They look real enough. You know what I mean? This the whole time felt like it was a CGI model in a video game. It was just like you could tell, especially in the close-ups when they're like walking on it. It just looks bad. It has like no, I don't know. Like it's not. It just looked really matte, I guess. Like all of its colors were very okay, good, and it didn't seem to have like a living detail. Like the skin and the horns have like the same texture packed on them, which is just like a matte finish, and it just really felt kind of weird because it's like, oh, if you're gonna spend this much time with a dragon, don't you want to make it look really like as realistic as possible like really make the scales look good and so i'm not saying it's like the end of the world i was just sort of surprised that i was like oh this is Sh- a sure. particularly great dragon all right I, I don't know if i had the same thoughts on the dragon um but i guess and I, the, I and the monster at the end was definitely back to like super generic the monster at the end didn't thrill me i gotta i gotta admit um yeah maybe it maybe it's because if you're gonna do like a big flying villain, I guess I want it to be like either really horrifying to look at or really like ludicrous. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know. My, it's my sort of just was, generic. It didn't yeah, do well for me. It just looked like a bigger version of the little ones, which were particularly yeah. scary or interesting. And it, I don't know. It, it felt too like it more than the dragon felt like an effect from like Cloverfield. Like it just was like, oh, this is not. This is not a good monster rendition. <laughs> and that was, and again, I'm not like it was like, oh, that ruined the movie. I was just sort of surprised when watching it to be like, boy, this is not a particularly good CGI affair. Um, something I was just thinking about when we were talking about the bus scene is uh, the guy live streaming the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to look it up to make sure uh, when I thought it's the same guy. It, it's, it's canonically the same guy who yells do a flip in Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> Really? It's, it's said to be. Or at least it's the same actor. I guess maybe I shouldn't jump the gun and assume it's canonically the same person. But No, it, I would hope that it's the same guy who has like a career of just finding superheroes. <laughs> I mean, it's he, he, he's all the way across the continent, uh, <laughs> you, you know. Yeah, well, um, he can visit San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, he can visit San Francisco. I do hope it is him canonically. I would appreciate that. Um, and I can also confirm, as someone who lives here in Chicago, um, no one, and I mean no one, is on their laptop on public transit. Just isn't. Really? I don't no think one that's does it. True. No I one don't does think it. That's true at all. <laughs> um, but yeah. I guess we t- we spent a lot of time talking about like the effects. Uh, mm-hmm. What uh, What are your thoughts on the cast? Uh, I like the guy who played Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he did a really good job. I thought the guy who did played the dad was also great. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce these people's names because I feel like the da- not the, the dad is somehow less offensive than me trying to say their names. The dad, as well as like a bunch of like the Tao Lo people and stuff, are all like huge Hong Kong actors. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, like the most notable is uh, what's her name, Michelle Yeoh. I think is how you say her last name. Yeah, yeah. In American cinema, this is definitely the most the most. Yeah, no- well, I mean, she's also like a huge. Uh, like, I mean, she had like a gigantic. Um, career like she's in a bunch of like really quality uh chinese films uh you know and then she was in crouching tiger hidden dragon which makes her famous to us since that was like the first you know big blockbuster chinese release film for some reason mm-hmm. uh yeah so that like, that was interesting like she's you know a great cast i thought pretty much everybody was good i'll admit i don't like aquafina as an actress in general i i just find her kind of I don't know. I just don't find her a particularly great actress. Um, and in this, I don't know. To me, she felt like off compared to everybody else. And part of it might have been because, like, did you think this movie, its attempted at humor was sort of like mostly flat? 
I, I would say it, did, it is not the strong if you were to like rate the comedy component of the film because every Marvel movie's got one, <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, yeah, I wouldn't rate it that high. I, I found it like charming most of the time, but I wouldn't say like yeah. I love I love the bit I mean, the way like, I would like. In a Marvel uh, movie, you expect three or four like good chuckles because they just can't yeah. help but mm-hmm. have everybody doing zingers. There's really not that many i mean like one of the funniest bits is that guy live streaming when he's just like i you yeah know, i'm gonna grade this fight i took karate as a kid i do like his line that he's like i would drive the bus but i've been whenever time every other time i tried to do it i got yelled at yeah um, he's like the funniest part of the movie and he's out of it real quick yeah aquafina is fine i like I, I think she she really took off and appeared in a bunch of films and and became well well liked generally i it's, i don't think she struck me uh particularly well in this movie nor did i think that she was ever like i didn't think she was like a bad cast or like or didn't belong but in like the third act she does feel like this character should have trailed off at some point <laughs> like, i don't know yeah, it just seems like that's she has no, nowhere to be in the third and act this is uh, this is her bit. fault but yeah like her inclusion in the third act seems really confusing and like sort of shoehorn like they they give like, her some like have a love interest that'll like and it's like what the fuck is going on it, it, well actually let me address that is it like a lo- i don't feel like they I ever could, pushed the love figure, interest i could not figure that out i feel like they honestly pushed just a female friend and if I that is thought, true i thought at one point uh his sister was gonna hit on her because there was like a couple of moments where i was like oh are they gonna have like his sister and yeah be like gay that would be interesting, you know, and sort of like a twist. I mean, I and, I, I know, appreciate Asians, you know, a movie that's like a two characters can be like the lead the lead characters, and they don't have to be a, like a shoehorned love interest. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. I like that they weren't a love interest. I don't think I got any any suggestion that they were. It was just like um, sort of the weird, like when they're like cuddled up at the end, and then they like walk arm in arm to go see what's his name. It was just weird, but like the thing that gets me about the ending is that i found very confusing like the after credit scene that happens almost immediately i guess it's not even an after credit scene but anyways they're at dinner talking to their friends again and wong shows up and he's like you come with me now this would be like somebody going to get spider-man to talk about something and taking ned why would you take a person with no superpowers ever you know what i mean like just in a general sense that's a, a horrible idea like yeah i mean she's not a like has magic rings or a suit of armor should not be around the avengers they're going to die yeah i mean and and, yeah she proved to be like scrappy and and yeah i mean she can fire a bow which is great but if like we're going we're going to space to fight like aliens like well i can't go (laughs) i'm just the person yeah, that, like that's what felt weird to me was like, and I'm not like you know. Can I have a gun or I don't know? <laughs> which, and then what made it even worse? Yeah, is, it is like, weird. She has no skills to bring to the table. Uh, you know, she, yeah. she's she's not able to like. I, I, I guess Ned technically doesn't either. If you're, if we're going to use that reference, he's at least uh, the guy in the chair, as he says. Yeah, at least know? yeah, exactly. He's at least the guy in the chair. Yeah, Aquafina was just like her her role was to yell. <laughs> when yes. Happened. And to, and to, like, over- or underreact to things. The thing yeah, that like yeah. bugged me, too, is then the post credit scene is, like, I guess setting his sister up as the bad guy for the next movie or something. Which that, I found very That felt confusing. the weirdest, too. Because, like, her... The, the depiction no of the dad is... where the trajectory in the film would make sense for her to take over a terrorist it, organization. She, there's... A terrorist organ. I mean, to be clear, not like some clandestine organization that's like, we're going to assassinate, as far as we know, but we're going to assassinate, like, dictators and, like, restore order. Like, that's a that's a, a plot point that some things have done before, where it's like, yeah, we'll, we're going to break international laws and, like, assassinate people, but just corrupt bad people that need to be removed. But that's not the suggestion that we get. I mean, the Ten Rings <laughs> is a profitable, like, I assume, drug cartel human that's, trafficking that's weird, like, like there's one line terrorism. in the movie where she's like oh if i can't be part of my father's empire i'm gonna make my own and it's like yes but your father is a terrorist like i yeah. get you started it like a basically an illegal fight ring he didn't he didn't start like, like microsoft and you want to start your own software company it's very different <laughs> yeah like his group was a group of terrorists who, who somehow failed at taking over the world in 
you know, like medieval times for some reason. I have, seemed okay, we, we skipped over that, but I, I wonder about that because it clearly showcased that, you know, he had like a, uh, uh, sorry, who am I thinking of? Uh, a, a, a Genghis Khan, like conquering yes. of like Asia at some point, which we assume he lost, or maybe the movie suggests that he like willingly sort of like let go of his empire to raise his family, I think is more what they imply. And took the rings off, they also suggest he did, and like retired well, basically. That that part is fine, because that's like a thousand years later. The part I had trouble with was they were like he wanted to control the world. And he's like alive during like feudal Chinese culture, it looks like, and I'm like, if he has magic rings, how did he not succeed? Like he can't be killed, apparently, they they posit. And he never he's immortal. How is he not the ruler of the world? Like, he seemed to take over parts of Asia and then just give up and disappear. And then, like, when they introduce him in the film, he's basically just like Jeff Bezos. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing. uh, He has magic rings, but he doesn't really seem to be. They don't even suggest. He just seems rich. They don't even suggest that he's like Illuminati or something where, like, he's secretly controlling everything. His group appears to be doing nothing. They just seem to be waiting for him to say. I found out my they, wife is still alive. They seem to be, it. like, a peak crime syndicate. Like, they have control over tons of operations, I assume, of gambling and other... Whole, they, and other, and like, they say they're controlling world history by shooting four guys coming out of a building? What the fuck was that even supposed to be? Yeah, I guess they're just sort of toppling empires. But again, like, for the what? Like, I don't really understand how he went yeah. from being, like, a, like a Genghis Khan to, like, just sort of, like... Uh, a, a, a mean terrorist i don't know um but yeah and i could not figure out what the 10 rings were really supposed to be doing and then like they tied well, yeah we, the the 10 we should stuff go ahead oh so, well, maybe you're going the same way but we, we mentioned that, that essentially these 10 rings is the mcu's interpretation of the comic ones which are very different oh yeah way different because the the mandarin's like 10 rings are like literally like magic like D and D rings, <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Like <laughs> he wears them on his fingers. That's what the Mandarin was famous for: his horribly racist facial hair and uh, some, <laughs> a handful of rings, two hands full of rings. And they sort of took the Mandarin, who is a OG Iron Man villain, mm-hmm. and they fused him with um, Fu Manchu, who is in canon, in comic canon, Shang Chi's dad. Um, they just sort of like united those offensive characters and then de-offensifies them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so he is sort of like a, uh, it is sort of an amalgamation that they're, they're doing in the MCU, which is fine. I don't think we need two comically, uh, Wait, you're seeing, you know, you're seeing Fu Manchu is a character from Shang-Chi? Cause he's like a, a famous racist, like racial stereotype from like history. Like he's the bad guy in like old radio programs from like so, yeah. the 30s i think fu manchu was uh was basically bought from like a like a like a, an old like like serial novel like as a okay, property yeah okay and that then makes sense and then, then. and then introduced in a marvel comics as like a villain uh uh that that was then you know like introduces like shang chi's father um that is wild and and there's some similarity there where like he was Shang Chi was like, uh, Shang Chi was like raised to be like a, a, a an agent of his empire and in his in his, his first appearance I think it was his first appearance or one of his first appearances he's like you know killing people and 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 doing his dad's bidding and until he sort of suddenly comes to the realization that his dad's like not doing things for like the good of people he's just sort of a villain um and then he you know i don't really know where it goes from there too much i haven't done too much reading of the og comics but um yeah that that's that's where we arrive at those are like the origins that we come that come together to make the mcu version that we get um which makes sense because i mean again i I'm, I'm on board with them ejecting or polishing over a lot of the uh yeah <laughs> the 70s interpretations because i mean like shang chi the comics is painted in like I would say an offensive color, <laughs> even when coloration is evolved enough, they could stop doing it. <laughs> so it's like not great. Um, uh, and the only thing I hope that they bring us one day is Fing Fing Foom. All right, just give me that one day. 
<laughs> I don't think it's ever gonna happen. Just give me that one day. I want him in his in his weird shorts. <laughs> yes, I do love that he wears shorts because he's apparently an alien. Uh, yeah, when we were looking up anyway. uh, Fu Man or Fu Manchu, uh, the Mandarin's rings, I was like, you know, we were talking about them and the, before the episode stuff, and I was like, you know, aren't they like, you know, the Mandarin's rings? And we both went to, I assume, the Marvel database and we're looking it up, and the description of them is like the most because I just my knowledge of them, which I, I feel like a lot of this must be like retcon stuff from later. I, I can I have to think, but. Uh, my noise was they were just magic. The point was supposed to be he was magic and Iron Man was science. And that was like, you know, science versus magic. Sure. He, according to this, they're made by aliens. Each contained the soul of a long-dead legendary cosmic <laughs> warrior trapped in a phantasmal state limited by their respective device. I mean, what? And then they list the people who were in some of them later on down here. Oh, no, it's just they chose. Never mind. I thought they were saying this is what was inside of them. And I was like, you got to be kidding me, because one of them says the Mole Man. I guess the Mole Man at one point had access to one of the rings, which makes way more sense. But I just was like, what a bizarre, like, subplot. Like, why can't they just be It was just so weird. And then now they just appear to be like, what are those things called? Like, bangles? You know, those, like, really big uh, <laughs> bracelets yeah. people wear? There is a weapon... Or perhaps more like a performative weapon, like nunchucks, you know, that aren't really necessarily designed for super lethal combat. Uh, but there is sort of like, like like weighted ring bands that you can use as like sort of a blunt instrument. But yeah, yeah, they, they interpret them, which I think makes sense. Because, you know, if you're going to do this character, I mean, imagine what it would have been like if they were like, oh, um, this character, you know, this, this, this crime lord exists in modern times. He wears the ten rings, which let's just go through them real quick. You know, <laughs> like the movie had to be like it's remaker and and yeah, they all have and spin <laughs> and the liar. Like I mean, the idea that I would have to go through each of them and tell you that this one, this one does like force blasts and this one does poison gas and this well, one they, does they gravity. Feel, they also feel a little too similar to like the infinity gauntlet where they like it is, very yeah. specific powers it is strange um so it makes more sense for them to compose them into this uh weapon and i like it visually i mean it looks really cool that he can yes. extend it's them confusing, it's a confusing weapon i feel like you could still just shoot the guy pretty easily it, he can turn them into like some sort of shield they can launch with them you can project them it looks tiring to wave them around like that though it looks exhausting um uh so yeah i, I wonder like if if he's trapped somewhere where he's like not mounted and lots of people have arrows, like, do you just ever get tired? <laughs> just like walking yeah. and waving his arms over and over again, walking and just swinging. Like, yeah, I, and you're just like, should we just I, maybe like, what if we all wait and fire at once? It feels like it'd be really yeah. hard to block forty and, arrows. Or... And I kind of wonder. I I kind of would like them just to be a little more defined as to like what they do because like it's one of those things where when you don't explain the power to me, then you could just sort of do whatever. And I'm not allowed to complain in, in, my, in my head. And I don't like that. Like I like knowing the boundaries of a weapon so I can see it fail or I can see it like where it wouldn't work in this scenario. So the, 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 the user has to change their tactic, but when they can just sort of like fly and swirl and spin and whip and like punch and like and projectile and and there's energy coming off of it i'm just so i'm just yeah. confused as what i'm looking at. like at one point it looks like he can like link them together with like electricity and use them almost like a whip and then at another point we see shang chi like um throw them and they like stay in place so he can jump on them yeah and, like, run off of them and i'm like oh okay it just seems like they were just whatever you needed in the moment, which was sort of I, I mean, disappointing. They seem born from, um, like, the uh, the sort of, what is it called? There's a fucking genre to it. Uh, like, the martial, like, the martial art movies uh, in, 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 like, uh, Chinese, like, uh, genre. I think they're called wushu. Wushu, yeah, yeah. Where, it, where it, like, it, the people can, like, they, like, it's a lot of wire work. Yeah, like we adapted it in in Western films with like um, the movie you mentioned earlier. God damn it, uh, Crouching Tiger, Crouching, Crouching Tiger. Yeah, yeah, we, we did, adapted we did, there, we but realize America didn't make that movie, right? China, no, I, Chinese movie. I'm saying, I'm saying it was adapted for American audiences 
most American audiences would know of this concept from that movie is what I'm getting at. Oh, yeah, I'm well, yeah. I'm well aware of, of the fact that it's Chase <laughs> or it is, it, The weapon seems born out of that where it's all about like energy and flow and movement as as less so than it is yeah. about like the, the OG ones which say like this one does a laser beam. Um, so it, I mean, it makes more sense in a movie. It looks way better than I imagine the OG ones would look. Um, you know, in a, in a karate movie for some guy to be shooting lasers and, like, firing gas out of his ring or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's definitely better than, like, you know, yeah, the Mandarin sort of weird things. <laughs> and they, they were fine for some of the stuff they did. And it was interesting. Um, it was just definitely, like, sort of an... I don't know, sometimes it was just, like, kind of weird. Because it's, like... I don't know, it's, it's hard for it to take this guy seriously because he's always just wearing, like, a button-up Oxford. Which is, like, not, a, like, the most imposing outfit. Like, most of the time they show him, he's just... I don't a, know. Like, ...business casual. I but he has he's... these gigantic, like, bands on his arm. I just kept thinking, like, I feel like this guy would be really easy to that, spot out. That actor pulls off something I'm always impressed by, which is, like, calm threatening. You know what I mean? When, like, the villain is just calm and collected... And they're, oh, and, you and, said calm, thank God. What you think I said? I thought you said come threatening, and I was like, I don't want to know where he's going to finish this. <laughs> you had to say the word finish, didn't you? You really had yeah. to <laughs> um, I, I like a villain that has just like that that that, that subtle, uh, like like unwavering stare. It's, it's it's very it's very I think very intimidating. I thought he was intimidating in most scenes he was in. Um, which again was why I, I didn't like love the fact that he's just sort of like you know throwing the, the rings around on like a, a vague cliff at the end, as opposed to something more like up close and 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 like longer yeah. cuts of like like really good fight choreography. That's uh, what which... disappointed me was their final fight scene was just like because there have been so many cool fight scenes like when they both had like one set of the rings. I was really expecting like I, I would have loved like a full five minutes of them just fighting. You know what I mean? Just. Give me a super long kung fu fight scene. I would have. I mean, that's how like the movies I love would end, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> With like a twenty-minute, like ludicrously long fight scene between the character, the main character, and the villain. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, sure. I want like the end of a Jackie Chan like drunken master, yeah. where it's just like him beating up eighty-five people, and you're just like, that's a lot of people for a guy to beat up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, somewhere in the middle there, though, we do get the, uh, the scaffolding fight scene when we're in, um, Macau, I think they say it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, is that Abomination? I had to look yeah, it up it to is. confirm it. Abomination's there, huh? And he calls him, doesn't he call him Emo? Am I, did I catch Emo. that? That's, uh, that's the character's name. Emo Blonsky, yeah, like, from, yeah. from the, 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 the OG Hulk movie. I guess it'd be OG, but the, the, the Hulk movie with, um... The, the Hulk MCU movies before yeah, it was yeah. MCU, yeah, with, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ed Norton. <laughs> Ed Norton, yeah. yeah. So is he, like, not a villain? Or is he being brought I in don't know. for a That's what it, that's what it skirmish? almost seems like they were. <laughs> it seemed like they were setting it up, because when they show Wong and him later, he says... Maybe you'll learn how to pull your punches like we're working on. So it seems like they're trying to, like, train him how not to be, huh, too violent. Which I don't like know. An interesting twist. I don't know Abomination super well in the in the comics. Is he, like, is he just a villain traditionally? I mean, my knowledge of Abomination in the comics is he's just a villain who's like almost mindless but they changed the hulk villain so many times and some of them got smart and stuff so i really i honestly don't know anymore but originally my recollection of the abomination is he's like all ra- he's like the all rage part of the hulk right so it's, it's weird to see him being like rehabilitated but i guess i mean if they're doing the, their own take they're doing their own take nothing wrong with that yeah and i imagine they're probably setting up some stuff like uh you know, because, I mean, obviously, like, the MCU TV shows are trying to set up what appears to be, like, Young Avengers, maybe. Or right, right. They might also be setting up Thunderbolts. So there's all sorts of stuff. So I wondered if the idea is maybe they're going to do Thunderbolts and they're going to use Abomination instead of the Red Hulk because it's, like, kind of confusing to use the Red Hulk because he's Thunderbolt Ross. And yeah. you know, Thunderbolt Ross is being played by like a sixty-five to seventy-year-old man. He's also so like he might a be like let's 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 hedge our bets and just cast you know put in another character. He's also like a very serious like 
like I think he's like a congressman at this point, isn't he? What, what is he in the MCU now at this point? He, he's still just like a general, I believe. Okay, I think he's just like a five-star general. Um, but this this takes place during the the the, the, the like the the broadcast fight ring, in which both characters that should be laying low <laughs> use use their their un, uh, like like uh, they use their direct appearance without obfuscation, and and at least one of them uses their own name. I thought that was yes. odd. Like, I, yeah, aren't I they concerned? It, it felt like such a weird throw-in that I was like, boy, this, even if this pays off, it's still going to be confusing. Because, like, why is Wong showing up to a fight thing? And that was, like, one of the other I, things. I, I don't know why is, Wong's why there. Was, but I was talking about, like, Shang-Chi and his sister Oh, fight, yeah. And they yeah, do yeah. so without masks, and, and, and his sister uses her name. And I, I'm yes. pretty sure they're laying low from... The ten I think she uses a slightly different name, maybe, but I'm not sure. I thought she used her own name. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Just... I, I thought it. I thought at first it was like a slightly different name, and that was supposed to be the joke. Was they both picked names that were almost identical to their real names? Yeah, but I don't oh, I know because they never Bus addressed Boy, it. Well, yeah, yeah, I meant like you know the idea is she makes fun of him for picking Sean when his name's Shang, and you know she's like that's like almost the same thing. So I thought that there was supposed to be because it looked like her her first name like her last name x u which i think is pronounced like Zhu or something uh is the same but her first name looks slightly different but it could have just been the subtitles had them wrong you know what i mean because yeah. that's, that's the only reason and so i was like oh is the joke supposed to be she changed her first name to almost the exact same name and like to a very similar chinese name and that was just it, it was like they both were like good enough i don't know I also felt like it was confusing because was the idea supposed to be that the dad sent the letter telling him to go to the sister so that he could just pick them both up at the same time? Was that the point? It seems like it because he was definitely lured there. But um, it also seems weird because when he shows her the card, she's like, I didn't send this. And then she gets mad as if like they followed you. But it's like the address was on the card. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you didn't send it, whoever did knew where this place was why are you mad at shang chi like he didn't he didn't yeah, do I anything mean, he, <laughs> he didn't do anything that wasn't already going to happen the dad argues that he always knew where they were and yeah. could have gotten them at any point i guess um so yeah it, it seems a little little arbitrary but it does give us the really excellent jackie chan scaffolding fight scene which mm-hmm. i was a big fan of uh, that was probably my favorite i was really enjoying i, I the idea of uh, watching like not just like the martial arts comedy you get of like throwing someone over a gap so you can use them as a bridge or and, like all the other yeah. sort of nonsense with like flipping the boards and everything but also his sister like just doing the same stuff but lethally <laughs> like, yes. just like chucking people off the building in a very non-Jackie Chan way yeah, I was yeah. enjoying Yeah, it felt like Shang-Chi would be like he'd kick someone and then they'd sort of like fall back and he'd be running away and they'd fall like he didn't mean like he was just trying to get away from them she's like purposely just <laughs> she, she's people murdering as far out people. as possible yeah. Yeah. I was enjoying that tremendously yeah, yeah so I, that was I, I think that's one of my big complaints with the movie is the handling of his sister's character because she just felt like all over the place and none, nothing that she really did paid off. Like having her be the boss at the end didn't really pay off. Like didn't really make sense. Yeah. Having her making a reference to her brother being soft because he's been in America and like she's a killer didn't really ever pay off because there's no moment where like he stopped her from killing to show that they were different. It was just like her character felt the dad... baked. The dad was a conqueror even as like a young man and he's lived through... Yeah like dark ages of of history where he's been probably you know exacting bloody con- like you know uh, uh, uh wars against nations and 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 uh, collecting resources and as he grew he probably just grew more and more cynical you know that's always a a, a tenant of becoming like immortal it's like you, you your appreciation of life probably wanes as you become godlike and so it would explain why someone like him would then use all that power as sort of like a weapon of gaining more power and making something like the Ten Rings and that kind of thing, but she, she like to, like 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 uh, Shang Chi like learned like how bad and evil or should have at least learned like the, what's wrong with that 
and had the opposite take on the world. But no, she's just like, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll do it too. Is is a really weird take for a character that we, I guess we were supposed to empathize with at some point. Um, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then like sort of it not being her and Shang-Chi who get like summoned by Wong, but having it be like him and like, like not that like I'm, you know, trying to dog on Aquafina's character or whatever. It just seems like such a, like an arbitrary choice to be like, well, we'll bring her along. Cause she'll still sort of be like the comedy or something. It, it just was like, I don't know, very conf- like weird. Cause I was like, it wouldn't have been better if it was him and his sister. And I'm sort of like, I- I'm really over the guy you thought was, or person you thought was like good turns out to be evil. You know what I mean? It's just like really like the most boring twist that can come in any storyline now because it's been done so much and in the MCU they basically already did it with uh I can't remember the character's name uh in Doctor Strange and I can't pronounce that actor's name correctly so I'm not going to Oh probably right right out how to, should probably figure out how to say actors names who appear in these films so but you know like the the guy he like is Doctor Strange is sort of like mentor partner. yeah yeah and then at the end he's evil um and it's like i i just am like i'm kind of tired of that story because it's not interesting it's never you're like oh my god every time it happens i just think boy what a lazy twist like that a guy that we thought was a good guy and was like friends with the good guy turns out to now be the villain it's just like the most lazy outcome like i'd rather you just introduce a new character than just give me half-baked new bad guy i i agree it, it, and villains i mean the villains are a hard character concept to get right ever because if they're if they're just comically loosely like no morals i kill because it's amusing evil it's a little boring you know just like mm-hmm. like like snidely whiplash cackling and tying people to, tra- to, to to train tracks because that sounds like fun is is like boring but then marvel sometimes struggles with characters they give too good of an empathetic background uh the the villain in black panther i forget his name um killmonger like you know he'll, he'll make like i i think good arguments about like the problems with modern society and then be like and so my solution is to just nuke it like, well i don't know yeah, my, my solution is to give <laughs> guns to just every person <laughs> Like, like I don't think that's, no no back, think that's no, no background. I'm just going to assume they're all going to do what I want them to do when I give them space <laughs> technology. So Marvel gonna, like, has that problem. It's just anyone. Yeah, that yeah. We so the villains about are that either Black Panther uh, episode. But yeah, it is. Yeah, the villains are either like forgettable to... because they are like that. Like uh, the the villain from from uh, 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 Guardians of the Galaxy, where he's just like, I'm big and I hate stuff. Like you know, it's just kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> But and, and like I like that the dad sort of storyline was when he like showed back up was I want to go back because I think I can save your mother and I was like oh this yes. is an interesting twist he's not going back for revenge he's not going back to find the power that he had originally gone for he thinks he and I really wanted that to play out to be the ending of the film was basically Shang Chi having to like explain to his dad to be like it's not real. You know, and then having to make, like, a decision where, like, you know, maybe he's broken enough of the door that, like, the monster gets his hand out and grabs his dad or something. You know what I mean? Like, something more than just a big, dumb CGI fight at the end. And his dad dying was pretty blah. You know what I mean? To me, his dad dying had zero emotional resonance. I was just like, oh, his dad's dead. I mean, yeah, I mean again, cause, because... Because it was so trite when it happened. Because was it was... Like, oh. It faded into the background of a big, like... CGI yeah. kaiju fight, yeah, and it never really gets addressed with him and his sister, and so I was just like, ah, oh, this was sort of a waste of, like, just you know, his dad's death. You, you, those sort of a character's death should always have some sort of importance or resonance, and this was like just nothing. So, you know, that was a bummer. Um, let me ask you this: Did you anticipate Ben Kingsley showing up? I. I knew that he was in the movie. Did you? Okay. I did not. I did not know that he was going to be in the movie a lot. I thought it was going to be like a real quick passing, like short cameo. Where like, you know, I thought originally it was going to be 
just based on the trailer he, he was gonna have to like go find his dad who is the mandarin and he was gonna track him down and it was just gonna be like ben's ben kingsley is still doing this bit in like madripoor or something you know what i mean that's yeah. what i was expecting i did not expect him to be living there doing shakespeare plays with a magic like <laughs> ottoman with wings <laughs> who he's talking to and then he proceeds to be in like 25 minutes of the movie but then sort of just disappears at the end which i also thought was weird yeah i don't know what he's doing at the very like tail end of the the film i felt like the end of the movie wrapped up too quickly there wasn't enough like let's explain what each character is doing it's possible yeah i did like ben kingsley more so than aquafina brought more lines that i laughed at though Yes, um, yeah, he he was. When they get to Talo and he's like, "Those birds are on fire." Oh, never mind. He says they're supposed to be like that. I I really enjoyed yeah. like little moments like that from him uh, now and then. At one point, you see him like visibly playing dead during the battle. <laughs> yeah, and the, the the thing comes up and it's like a like an emotional moment. And he pops up. And he's like, "It's just an it's just an act, mate. Just get over here and play dead with me." And then the thing rolls over on its back and puts its legs up. Yeah, yeah I, I did it. He he was definitely way funnier uh and just odd sort of character it's so odd absolutely huge left turn for me when he appears like i just didn't i didn't know he was gonna be in the movie i didn't know he's gonna be like practicing shakespeare in like a dungeon yeah <laughs> they also I, they reference they apparently his uh, actor backstory which i thought was weird yeah uh, was that like, was uh, <laughs> that's him summing up the plot of a one-shot short film yes. yeah which you can watch if you have disney plus yeah, I never watched it, uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I... He, he's in prison, like sort of uh, living off of the idea that people think he was the Mandarin, and they sort of like his thing, and there's people who hate him, and he's doing interviews with this guy, and it turns out the guy is a member of the Ten Rings, and it kidnaps him so he can be here to be executed. But apparently, I, I would love to see the scene where he where he he's uh, being brought to be executed and he does such a good performance for shakespeare that he's, make a bet. <laughs> um, yeah, that he's preserved I know, it's, I know it's like in a war you know it's a celebrated play who who, like... who who decided that it was really good and kept him was it the dad was it like well, the I, guy I, with the the sword hand like who loved my it my question was just like is shakespeare huge in like asian crime circles <laughs> yeah like, i imagine that? like aren't a lot of his people like from the tribe it must be the like, dad because the dad is like classically trained and i the he, mandarin he seem class he said though the guys loved it and he couldn't kill me after that is what he said so yeah i don't know it's, and then he said strange i'm doing weekly performances so he's performing one man shakespeare <laughs> plays every the- week like knife hand i just like his name's razor fist by the way uh who by the way appears in the comics and as far as i can tell dies a couple issues after appearing because he gets shot and he has two sword hands not one <laughs> so that's how he lived because he has only had one uh yeah i guess so uh so i'm just is like razor fist just like sitting there like with a juice box watching ben kingsley do shakespeare like what's happening yeah, I, my like my imagination of the scenes where he's like playing the uh, Shakespeare is like the scene in Tropic Thunder where they're having him do Simple Jack, <laughs> Simple and Jack, they're all yeah. like just sitting around with like yeah, AK-47s yeah. <laughs> watching and like cheering. That's it what really, I picture. It's like it really brings out some emotion in them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just these hardcore like international criminals assassins are just sitting there like i can't believe king lear's daughters are gonna do you know what i mean just they can appreciate the finer weird. things true maybe yeah i just i mean let's be honest do you know anybody like in modern times who's super into shakespeare <laughs> like you know i'm not dogging shakespeare I've, I've read the plays it just seems like it's an odd thing that anybody would be really into to be like let's see it weekly yeah no i agree how many times could you possibly see the tempest and still give a shit yeah delivered by a single person <laughs> to be clear i guess maybe maybe that's the cell it's just one crazy man doing 28 different characters in uh you know because i mean there's a lot of characters in shakespeare so do you uh, have anything else uh in your notes no i think i covered everything that i re- recounted from the film um which leaves i guess with one question pokes yes if, if asked by someone 
who trust your opinions on films if they should watch Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, Legend of the Ten Rings. Verdict. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, the caveat with every one of these films is, is like, if you're into comic book movies, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to, like, recommend this to... But I would say if you're into, uh, like, comic book movies or kung fu movies, yeah, it, it's not... I know I, do, you know, sort of bad-mouthed about... It was never so bad that I was like, oh, this is not... It was, like, a perfectly fine movie. There was things I wish they had done better. Uh, and I wish there had been a little more story and a little better ending fight scene. But other than that, I think... Um, I think the, I think it was, you know, a good movie. So, I would yeah, I would say definitely check it out. It's, you know, I think pretty good for a... Uh, I don't like uh, Marvel's new cinematic universe. You know, so they're mm-hmm. sort of building all the new characters. Yeah. I thought this one was really, you know, what I mean, yeah. I and thought this was good, and I, I would have loved to have seen this, like his character, with uh, Black Panther, original Black Panther. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, yeah. If, if Chadwick Boseman unfortunately had not passed away, so you know. What I'm hoping for is, I mean, they're, they're already working on a sequel. I would like more grounded superhero-y stuff from a second film because i'm picturing like shang chi like fighting bank robbers with the ten rings and Uh, i'm I'm very interested you know (laughs) i would love to see them in in, for a lot of reasons replace iron fist with shang chi so like and i would love to see more movies where it's uh guy on the corner sort of like I the thing that made me like Daredevil so much the TV show was there was no giant stakes. The stakes were there's crime in New York and he's trying to stop it. Yeah. Which is yeah, what yeah. I want because not every superhero has to be fighting Galactus or Thanos, you know what I mean? And I would love to have them bring in Luke Cage to the MCU and just phase out Iron Fist and and put Shang-Chi in his place cuz Shang-Chi is basically the culturally appropriate version <laughs> of iron you know what i mean like spirit spirit of a dragon sort of thing uh martial arts prowess but actually asian instead of some white rich guy who got in a plane crash <laughs> and i would love it if they if they brought him in and, and i'd like to see the marvel universe sort of pared down into less gigantic you know I, I like when they do the group films give me like the world stakes then but I'd love to see them start doing small. No, yeah, for sure. I mean, you you, you can't have them team up uh, to take on like, <laughs> yeah, like like I said, like a bank robbery. Like if there's a team up film, it's because there's a there's a a, a threat that requires it. But yeah, I I agree. It's also kind of why I like the Ant Man movies. Is typically they're just like there's a villain who's about to like unleash a, yes. a a weapon that would be dangerous if it was unleashed. So we should need to st- we should stop him. <laughs> if 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 he succeeded, it wouldn't be like global catastrophe but it would it would, it would, it, it would it precipitate would bad. a bad thing yeah yeah so so in, i, in I like that want to yeah. stop any war you know yeah and that's yeah. what i would love and i would love it you know i know there's people are still saying that they might they that they're, they're gonna bring in i still haven't seen the new spider-man movie and i don't want to know if you have seen it but i've seen references that there was something in it that makes people think they're gonna bring daredevil to the mcu and i don't know what it is because i've been avoiding the articles <laughs> But I would love it if they did, like, a Defenders movie and it was, you know, uh, Daredevil and if they wanted to bring back Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and just like I said, replay... Because let's face it, too, the, the Iron Fist Netflix show is the worst of all of them and that guy <laughs> is a horrible... I'm sorry, I hate to... Do, like bat, He is fucking awful in that. He, he was so bad, I, I almost quit watching it because I found the actor so, so annoying. But if they just replaced him with Shang Chi, I would love that. No, yeah, that, that would that would certainly I think and just do a lot in, for fans. Uh, that the the woman I can't think of her name in the show who like had the martial arts studio. I want to say her her name was like Wing. Is that it? Yeah, Colleen Wing. Bring her in and just like I said, just pretend like Danny Rand doesn't exist in the MCU. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean because like do you really need the iron fist like it's basically a guy who has martial powers based on a dragon this guy already knows a dragon boom done this guy so how about like, you hung out and rode dragon no i, I mean obviously you probably, a dragon. You, 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 listeners can probably tell that i uh i had less cynical things to say 
not cynical, critical things to say <laughs> about some parts of the movie. So you're going to assume that, yeah, um, I enjoy this. Like, mainly for the reason I opened it up with, which is that it's new territory, genre-wise, and it, 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 it is a lot more unexpected movie than I than I had well expected. So I I was a big big fan of that, and I really hope more Marvel movies can like leave me in that position where I'm like I have zero idea what's coming next. Um, because yeah, the, whoever it, whoever they got to cut that trailer, cut out the scene with the dragon, and, it, and that's the trailer I want. I'm tired of seeing the end of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm I'm. I liked it. I, I would recommend it. I'm very interested in, in a sequel, especially, like we said, if they, if they can ground the character a little more. Uh, give me it. All right. Well, I think that is... You know, that's it. That's all we got. <laughs> I, I really... I was starting to say something, and then I just completely lost track of what I was going to say, and it's gone. Um... Well, that's because I use one of the rings. Uh, the yellow oh, one. Yeah. The yellow one makes you lose your train of thought, and the green one. Wow, I feel like those rings might be a little too specialized. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this one, uh, the purple one. Let me just read the instruction here. This one ends a podcast episode. 